It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins. I'm behind the mask, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. I'm so glad that you are here. Today, we have some of my favorite people in the entire world. We're new stations, so we're bringing back some of my favorite people, literally, in the entire world. We have Mandy Harvey and Wayne Kendall here in studio. Hi, guys. Thanks so much. Hey. Hey, Cassandra. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you both here, and uh, I'm so close to you guys, and you guys have really been a, a really a supportive group for me in personally and in business wise so Cassandra you rock hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are just incredible and I, and I love you guys and, and as much as I can put out the word about invisible disabilities and, and share both of your stories I, I want to because it's a passion in my life as well so thank you both for being here in studio today and, and wanting to share your stories again thank Appreciate you again it. absolutely so uh, I'll jump in by reading uh, if you don't know who they are which uh, if you've listened to my show before you do and they're incredible people but if you don't know who they are I'd like to tell you a little bit about uh, IDA which is the Invisible Disability Association which I happen to be an ambassador for all right <laughs> and Mandy as well yeah, and buddy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also uh, I'll tell a little bit about who each of them are uh, as an individual so I'll start out with the Invisible Disability Association. What they do is they encourage and educate and connect people and organizations touched by illness, pain, and disability around the globe. IDA was founded in 1996, a year before I was born, <laughs> and incorporated in 2004 as a 501c3 nonprofit. IDA reaches around the world to people living with various conditions as well as their loved ones through their website, booklets, pamphlets, articles, inspiring and educational videos, radio interviews, hey, hey, events, seminars, projects, and social network and social media. And to be able to connect people who are going through uh, all of these different situations and different disabilities in their life, we can bring them together and really create this group of people to be there and support one another and, and kind of relate to each other. Because in life, when we have that, oh, me too, you know, when someone's telling their story and they say, oh, me too, oh, I relate to that, that can really help people to find that encouragement, which is why I love so much that people like Mandy are really getting out there and sharing their story. So well, nothing, nothing's like being alone. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. You don't want to be alone. No, absolutely. And especially when you're going through stuff like this it's very easily to be it's very easy to be alone and to kind of isolate yourself because it seems that it's better that way or it might be easier that way but once you find that group of people who are going to be there and be your support and be there for you it truly does make a difference and you will find that love and support so let's talk about Mandy Harvey a little bit about who she is she is an award-winning singer songwriter and motivational speaker who just happens to have an invisible disability a vocal music education major at college 
Colorado State University, Mandy lost her hearing in 2006 and 2007 at the age of 18 due to neurological disorder and left the program. She pursued several career options, including education, but returned to music in 2008. Her true passion could no longer be denied. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm reading your story. And you're saying, oh, <laughs> she's so great. She's so inspirational. And uh, she lives her life with such hope. And anytime you meet her, she just has this aura about her that she just puts off this amazing vibe. And she is, you're so incredible. And I just oh. am so glad to call you my friend. Thank you. Well, same here, buddy. <laughs> like, talking about people who have auras in life, you're just like <laughs> blinding everybody in the room. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you. And then we have Wayne Cannell, who is a founder and president. And his inspiration for the organization is his wife, Sherry, who is also an amazing woman. We just have a really great group of people. <laughs> I love you, baby. Oh, yes. I know you're out there. Uh, she led a very active life of singing, dancing, and musicals, acting, commercials, modeling, and fashion shows, working to put herself through college and riding her horse. She obtained her two bachelor degrees, a minor in a a minor in musical theater, a bachelor degree in a minor in musical theater, excuse me. However, due to multiple sclerosis, Lyme disease, and multiple chemical sensitivities, Sherry now struggles to take a shower, get a meal, or go to a doctor appointment. And because of people like Sherry uh, and, and many others, you have really decided to take this and, and a story that really hit home for you and change that around to make it a positive that could help other people, right? Correct? Absolutely. You know, it. uh, uh, like I said, living each day when you're alone because of uh, uh, the illness and the pain that people don't understand. Yeah. And really helping people understand is what we're about and helping people believe people uh, when they're going through things that you can't see that are invisible. Yeah. Well, I want to thank both of you for being on my show today and coming down to the studio and being able to uh, really reach out to people out there because invisible disabilities, there's hundreds of invisible disabilities, hundreds of them. And, you know, necessarily when you that you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And I love that you say to make people believe because it is hard for people who aren't going through it to, to deal with that and to cope with that. But being able to not only support the people going through it, but also the family and the loved ones around them to say, here's what you're someone in your family is facing this is what they're going through on a daily basis that understanding can really just make the connection between everyone which is why i think invisible disabilities is so amazing and i'm so happy to be a part of it well about 75 percent of the people don't use any kind of assistive device so assistive device could be a wheelchair it could be glasses it could be a hearing aid it could be um, maybe you're taking some medicine because you're dealing with some stuff like if you have bipolar disorder but those things, people can't see these assistive devices, and so we have this assumption that, well, they must not have a disability. And we don't want to make those assumptions anymore. We want these people to be invisible no more, to understand that um, we just need to believe people when they say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, instead of coming to them with judgment, right? We have a right. tendency to do that. We have a tendency to think um, uh, we know about them when we don't. We just met them. We, d we don't know. And so the best way to learn is from them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's also about connecting people with people who are also facing similar uh, obstacles, because even if you do believe them, even if you, you see them struggle on a daily basis, you're not necessarily able to understand what they're dealing with inside and you want to be supportive. And sometimes, you know, how your actions are and how your behaviors are 
aren't helpful to the situation. So it's nice to be able to take a group of people who are dealing with like issues and say, you know what, we're doing this together. We don't have to do this, you know, all by ourselves, all alone, that there are a lot of people out there who are dealing with lupus and PTSD and all these things that people struggle with internally on a daily basis that you just don't see when you stare at them. You're like, oh, you look so healthy. You look so normal. But inside, they're just trying to tape themselves and glue themselves and, you know, together just to be able to maintain living. And so there there has to be that that community aspect. Yeah, I love that you said that, uh, you know, people might still be feeling insecure inside. And even though they look okay, it, it really is true that people can really be struggling and hurting on the inside and we never really realize it. And, you know, we always don't know the right things to say to people like that in situations too. Because again, you say, you know, we can see them struggling, we see them hurting and we feel bad for them, but we don't know necessarily how it feels or, or, or what it's like to be in their shoes. So to be able to say the right things and be there for them and be supportive is also a huge aspect of this, right? Uh, right. That's why we wrote the book back in 1998 when you were like two. Called, but you look good. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what they would say to my wife, right? And they would say, well, well but you look good. Well, well, what they're really saying, um, they're not really giving her a compliment. Now, if we gave her a compliment, you know, hey, you look incredible. That's a totally different story. But if when people use the term but, you look good. I was going to say, the yeah, but right. in there exactly makes it. Right. So what they're doing yeah. is they're saying, I don't believe you. So we wrote this book because exactly what you just said, we don't know what to say. Right. Or what we think we are saying is we think it's being encouraging and it's actually being discouraging. So the book really talks about that. And it brings uh, you know nine things that people say that are discouraging. And then it talks about, okay, let's how about nine things that are encouraging? Things we can say. Um, that get people excited versus, you know, if you see a friend and you say, um, you know, oh, thanks for coming to my event. Uh, you must be doing great. When we don't know that the reason why they came to the event is they wanted to spend time with you. I mean, they they were going to pay for it. They're going to, you know, it's really hard. It's the first event they've been out to in six months. Right. You know, but we make this assumption, well, they must be doing great. And we what we don't want to do is make that assumption. What we want to do is say, I can't believe you're here. I'm so honored that you came because I know how are you going to pay for this later? And the fact that you're my friend and you came to spend time with me in the midst of your difficulties, that's what's amazing. Right. And people don't really ever realize that what they're saying might be offensive and they might think that they're supporting and loving. And that's great that they're making that effort and putting that out there. It's just great to have a platform where you can say, well, actually, what you're saying is kind of twisted in there <laughs> and they don't necessarily see it that way. Right. You they're know? not trying to be mean. Right? right. So we call learning the language of invisible disabilities. It's like if somebody's in chronic pain all the time and every time you see them, I mean, literally every couple of days you say, are you feeling OK? <laughs> Um, well, the reality is they've been in chronic pain for 30 years. Actually, they feel horrible. In fact, the pain is so beyond what I could imagine that I would probably be passed out on the floor with the pain they're doing. But if we turn the tables and we say, let's try a different word. Let's say, how are you doing? Okay, now they don't have to lie about are they feeling bad or good or what. They can just say, I'm doing okay, but I'm not feeling well. Or they can say, I'm not doing well. And, and you have to be prepared to listen to them when they say that. Yeah. And being able to open that door is really a good thing. Yeah. Well, or even if you have have so many people out there who are dealing with depression and dealing with pain and even just being able to say nothing, 
and just be able to sit next to them in silence and just be there for them. You know, it's so difficult. You have all of these events and all of these things that people want you to do, especially with social media and everybody's so connected now, where if you're not present and you're not there, then you must not be a good friend. You know, and you showed up to that person's event. You didn't show up to mine. Or, you know, you see a person who looks so healthy walking into the store. They parked in the handicapped spot. And what you don't know is, like, that's the first time they've left their house in six months. And they're riddled with lupus. And they're about to collapse into a wheelchair. And they're not going to be able to do that for another year. You know, it's just like it's pulling yourself out of it being about you and and saying, all right, I don't understand the situation, but I'm here. How can I help you? What what can I do and how can I be the best friend for you in this situation, regardless of if that means I'm just here whenever you're ready? Right. Yeah. It's it's about listening. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is is we hear this all the time. Well, all they ever want to do is talk about their illness. Oh, that's all they can do is come. No, actually, the reason why I believe that is because we're not listening. If we would sit down and listen with them and just spend time with them and acknowledge what they're going through, then you can talk about all those other things that they really want to talk about life. They they want to talk about, you know, their favorite song or their favorite TV show or or their favorite sports team or whatever that is. That's really what they want to do is life. They don't they live with the illness. They don't want to talk about it. The problem is we don't let them share it initially. Right. And then they feel like they have to share it or they don't feel like they got to say what they got to say. And I love, you know, Mandy, that you said really that uh, having someone there for you just to be there and just to listen. I mean, uh, so many times, I mean, when I was going through my depression, uh, which I consider an invisible disability, uh, when I was going through that in my life, I remember going into my counselor's office and just her saying, you know, instead of saying, well, let's figure out what's wrong with you. Let's figure out how to fix the problem. Let's, it was, Hey, you have any crushes on boys? I mean, do you like anyone? Do you like any movies? And it was just something to just distract me and get my mind off of what I was going through at the moment. And just someone I knew that I could go to and feel happy around it and not constantly have to talk about my depression or what I was going through. And I think as a friend, it's just really important for you to ask the question and say, what do you need from me? Because that question just sparks something. And it's not a question that people get asked a lot because when people vent, people feel the need to just throw out a solution right away and say, well, here's the answer to your problems. I went through this before. And just being able to say, well, what do you need? That sparks such a huge conversation. Well, it's really earning the right to be their friend, right? Right. And, and who needs the help? They do. And so who do we should we ask is them, not us, right? Right. We shouldn't have the answer. They should provide us you know, what help they need. And we need to earn the right to do that. And we should ask them for the help. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to throw them back a little bit when you say, well, what do you need from me? Someone's going to go, wait, what do you mean? What do you need from me? <laughs> Is that a serious question? And, and it's just such a refreshing thing when someone's willing to listen and care and be there for you. And I think that's why groups like this need to be in the community more, in the world more. So we do have a place of people who understand and have like-minded uh, minds and, and responses. So we do have to take a break. We do have to go to a break. But when we return, we've talked a little bit about what an invisible disability is but i really want to jump into that and get more into a definition of what's considered to be an invisible disability so stay tuned we'll be right back with wayne and mandy this weary soul come and take me to the river and make me whole it's down with the old and up with the new the heart reset my life take two oh lord have mercy 
Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't Don't drive drive while intoxicated. Thousands of American troops have come home from Iraq and Afghanistan with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injuries. I don't think anybody who goes into combat could ever honestly say that they're not different when they come home. Don't brush us aside and don't count us out. Help the USO support these troops and their families. Donate today at GiveUSO.org. The wounds are invisible. The stories are real. Have you ever been mad at your kids? I mean, really mad? Put yourself in timeout. Or have you ever suspected child abuse and neglect of a child you've seen? Call the Colorado Child Abuse Hotline today. That's 1-844-CO-4-KIDS or 1-844-264-5437. That's 1-844-264-5437. The kids can't wait. Call today. Come on. You're listening to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined here in studio with Mandy Harvey and Wayne Cannell. Welcome back, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, awesome, Cassandra. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about what an invisible disability is, really how it uh, plays a part in all of our lives, and and really how a group of people can come together and support each other with an invisible disability. And that's what we were talking about before the break. Uh, But really, I want to get into what is an invisible disability, because we talked about it a little bit. Um, You know, Mandy has an invisible disability. Your wife has an invisible disability. And even I have an invisible disability with uh, being blind in my left eye. So we, we all are have a play in invisible disabilities in one way or another, I believe, and we're connected in uh, in our life one way or another. But let's really get defined with what an invisible disability is. Would you mind explaining that to my sure. listeners? Sure. So, uh, w- yeah, terms are really important because that's uh, how we define. So the term, uh, one, disability means a, a life impairment, something that's impaired in your life. And there's a difference between, obviously, between disability and disabled. So uh, disability doesn't necessarily... Um, through an assistive device, you can do things. I mean, people run Ironman triathlons, and they have an, you know, they'll have like a prosthetic or something. You know, we wear glasses so we can see. You know, there's all kinds of things where you can, uh, using the, the, through the use of the assistive device, you're able to f- do fairly normal stuff in some sense, whatever that term "normal" means. But I mean, if you you know live in Colorado, you if you're in a wheelchair, you can you know play basketball, rugby, ski, work, all these things. Right. So. It's not, it's not the necessarily the visible things of an illness or a disability that impact you. Uh, there's accessibility issues, obviously. You can't go downstairs in a wheelchair. Very Well, you shouldn't go downstairs <laughs> in a wheelchair. But, um, there are, uh, but, but what if you have chronic pain or what do you, if you have neurological issues where you're dealing with uh, neuropathy or you've got uh, connective tissue disorder or you're, you're, you know, you're dealing with all these things? It's those things that impact you and limit you. 
And that's how sometimes people become disabled. And disabled means that you're unable to work and do major life activities. Okay. So, but what's happened is obviously is our society, we've, we've, we've put the term disabled on people who are not disabled. And so they, they say, well, no, I'm disabled. Well, we should never call them disabled in the first place because they were never, they have a disability. And we really need to be clear on these things. And then we come up with all these other words. And, you know, we come up with the word special. Well, um, well, special if you're gifted and talented, special if you have a developmentally disabled. Well, what about the people in between? Are they not special? So we, some of these terms we shouldn't really necessarily come up with when we can just really come back to the word disability, what it means. And so the invisible disabilities are those invisible symptoms. It's all those things that we can't see. You know, it doesn't matter if you can see other visible symptoms or not, okay? It's the invisible ones that people have a tendency not to believe. Yeah. And to be able to uh, to show belief and, and to make them invisible no more, as you say, is such a, a huge part and, and plays such a huge part in this to make them not feel like they're invisible. Because exactly when right. you're struggling with that, you may feel like nobody around you understands or anyone can. You don't have that visible aspect of it. So to what do you what does that mean really to make them visible no more? So, well, invisible no more is just like said that that having a disability or you're chronically ill or in chronic pain um means that you're not a there's not a bad you're not a bad person there's not you know we have this tendency to level people out well this person's productive that person's not when a reality is is everybody is part of this human race right you know and so if we're all part of this together that's what the invisible no more means is that we shouldn't treat people any different no matter what they're dealing with because right. we're all dealing with difficulties all right I mean, we know that um, and we shouldn't, you know, try to figure out, well, I, you know, I'm not as bad off as so-and-so and I could be worse than so-and-so, you know, even that comparing thing, because we don't know those things that people are going through. You know, I was thinking about with Mandy here, um, how many times people don't believe you in some sense because of dealing with, a, you know, you're like an incredible singer and people <laughs> are like, well, you mean you can sing and you can't hear? That yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, if, you know, it's it's about changing the whole idea of, of that quick judgment call because there are so many levels of so many different things. You know, you, you see a person sitting in a handicapped spot, which I've had to do many times because uh, when I go to the airport to go to a gig and all the gates keep changing, sometimes the flight attendants or, or the the people at the desk will have me sit in a handicapped seat so that they can make sure that they help me get onto the right plane and tell me if a flight changes. Because if they changes on the intercom, there's no way for me to know. Right. And, you know, speaking clearly and lip reading is so laborious. I don't tend to do that a lot when I'm in public. I would rather just have you write it out for me or sign. And so I'll sit there and I don't look like I'm riddled with some kind of of illness and so people will treat you as if you're trying to dupe the system you know I've had people hmm. uh, give me horrible dirty looks I've had people yell at me or curse really? at my face I've had people throw drinks at me for sitting in a handicap seat because I don't have a clear giant red flashing sign that says I'm broken wow. but I'm not broken I'm just trying to live my life I just have to do it differently than you. And if we can pull ourselves out of this instantaneous judgment saying, oh, that person clearly isn't sick, they shouldn't be sitting there saying, well, I have no idea who that person is. I have no idea what what the situation is. Why do I care? You know, why, why am I so angry 
that somebody's sitting in a chair. Now, for me personally, if there are a lot of people who need to sit in those handicapped seats, I'll stand right next to one or sit on the floor, you know, but if there's nobody there and they want me to sit there, I'll sit there. But it's not because I'm trying to take advantage of the situation. Right. Well, th- this is one of the things they talk about, like when people get service dogs or, um, you know, when parking and disabled parking is that people, uh, they're almost counseled not to do it in a sense because of the ridicule they're going to get. So there's people that need to park in a disabled parking spot and they don't because of how people have treated them because they're not in a wheelchair. So they'll park somewhere farther away. I am one of those people. I've had five, six knee surgeries on my right leg alone, and I have bad connective tissue disease. So as I'm walking, I hyperextend joints and I dislocate things. So, you know, living in Colorado in the wintertime and there's all the ice and all the snow and you're trying to walk through the parking lot. If, if an average person falls, they bruise, they get back up. When I fall, everything breaks and Mm -hmm. dislocates. So, I mean, but I still am afraid of parking closer because you know what? I, I just don't, I don't want to deal with it. So I'll park wherever I need to. And I've had myself in situations where I've fallen on the ice and I've dislocated my hip and I couldn't get up and I just laid there in the parking lot till somebody found me. And, and it's because I'm so afraid of hurting somebody else's feelings or making somebody else feel any kind of negative emotion right. that I put myself in situation to avoid it completely. And that's just silly. I mean, how many times... Do people need to hurt, you know, before right. we can say, all right, look, I don't know what the situation is, but you're obviously just trying to live your life, you know, and, and there are people who take advantage of the system, but they have to deal with that internal judgment on their own right. And right. And so it's, it is, it's, you know, if you got an issue with disabled parking, I say, take it up with the De- Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah. Don't take it up with the person there because like you said, we can't make that judgment. So this is really what invisible no more right. means is that invisible no more means that, you know, it's okay. Um, what you're dealing with, you're not a bad person for it. And then how can I be part of it in the right. sense I've got to earn that right to, you know, I can't just walk up to the person on the street and ask them what they're going through. Right, right. But I, that's where you earn the right. You ask them, you know, what can I do? Can I just spend time with you like you right, mentioned earlier? Right. Really, that's the biggest thing. I mean, just spending time with somebody. Well, I you think know. even opening up the conversation and having these kind of conversations, even on the radio, maybe someone's never even thought of, you know, maybe they are those people who, who look at someone in a handicapped parking lot and go, wow, what are they dealing with? They're walking fine. They look fine. Why are they parking there? You know, maybe somebody is going to hear this and, and say, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way before. So that's why this is so important because it's starting the conversation. Now, I want to make sure to get your websites out there where we can find each of you and find more about you. So Wayne, where can we find more? Right, so this is why we founded Invisible Disabilities Association, which is InvisibleDisabilities.org. Awesome. And where can we find you? You're an amazing singer. You're doing so much. Public speaking. Where can we find more about you? MandyHarveyMusic.com. Awesome, and uh, we got we're all gonna the. Hear, we're we're going to hear some from me. Oh Harvey, yeah, right? I, I want to do it <laughs> next next time. We'll talk about your album. You got a new album coming out. You're so incredible, and uh, oh. you, we can find all about the ambassadors on there. We got all of our ambassador pages because we're rocking the invisible disabilities, right, Mandy? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> awesome, and also if you want to find more about them as well as myself, be sure to check out my website. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. We'll be right back.
Hello, this is Scott Glazer, the Executive Director for the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Colorado. Please join us for the NAMI Walk on Saturday, May 21st at Centennial Center Park in Centennial, Colorado. There's no cost to register, but we do encourage you to fundraise, and walkers that raise $100 or more can receive an official NAMI Walks t-shirt. The dollars that are raised will help support classes and support groups throughout Colorado and allow us to offer these programs free of charge. You can join us at our kickoff party and find out more information about how to become a team captain at namiwalks.org backslash Colorado. NamiWalks.org backslash Colorado. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. <laughs> ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And I'm Lynn Reamer with Act on Drugs. Being a teen in today's society, we have more pressure today than teens have ever had in the past. I remember sitting in math when the teacher walked out of the room and the kid in front of me in class offered me a blunt. You know, marijuana is a very popular drug in schools today. In fact, Colorado is 56% higher than the national average with teen marijuana use ages 12 to 17 year olds. Lynn, what are some of the signs that parents can look for in their kids that they have been using drugs? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is just take a good look at your kid and pay attention to your senses. What do you see? Are their eyes dilated or constricted? Are they grinding their teeth? Are they sweating? Pay attention to what you smell. Do you smell alcohol, marijuana, chemicals, or do you smell vomit? And pay attention to what you hear. Are they slurring their words? Are they speaking fast, slow? Are they taking a while to answer? Are they following your conversation? If you just pay attention, you can put it all together. And parents, don't ever be afraid to have that conversation. Parents who have that conversation with their kids are less likely to do drugs. And if you're struggling with anything, don't ever be afraid to ask. Always step up and ask for help. No matter how hard it is, help is available. For resources and more information, visit my website at actondrugs.org. Let's rejoin Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. You were walking on the moon, and now you're feeling low, oh, oh. What they said wasn't true. You're beautiful, oh. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined right here in studio with Wayne Cannell and Mandy Harvey. Welcome back, guys. Hey, Cassandra. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being here and, and sharing both of your stories and how invisible disabilities have really impacted your life and, and why, Wayne, why you brought it to light and wanted to bring this out into the world and share your message. And it's reaching so many people. It's impacting so many people, uh, myself included. So thanks for... <laughs> I, I just love people and... and yeah. it, uh, you know, everybody's got value. And um, so that's it. I love them. Speaking of people. And I love my ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people with value, Mandy is so incredible. And she Thanks. is the most beautiful singer ever and is just so talented. It's a, it's mind-blowing to oh, me. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so incredible. So I, I really want to talk a little bit. We've talked about it before on my show. But I really want to talk about um, your story a little bit. Sure. And, and really get into that for my listeners to hear and really how your story uh, started. Yeah. Well, you know. It all started, you know, I was born with deformed eustachian tubes. I've had ear infections, tubes in, tubes out, lots of 
times and chunks of periods you know where my eardrums would stop vibrating and all of this mess but it was never really a deterrent away from me doing music and so I started lip reading and everything with and without sound as a child but it was always manageable and then when I got to high school I was in a ton of different choirs at the same time musical theater and everything and I was pumped I wanted to be a music education major I didn't want to be a performer I didn't want people staring at me <laughs> I was a horribly self-conscious and very anxious doing anything where anybody had to look at me as an individual so I wanted to be a teacher I wanted to be the no face to the group and I went and injured myself in high school I dislocated my leg at the knee had five six surgeries within a year and a half and that kind of threw off everything in my body and all of the medications all the drugs it turns out and you know how I process medication everything like that I, I learned that I had a connective tissue issue all of this happened at the same time of my freshman year at Colorado State University so I went there and after a month of being in school as a vocal music education major I had already had three surgeries so I was halfway through and I uh, thought everything was going okay. I was finally healing. I was out of a wheelchair. I wasn't depressed. I, I was in high hopes. And after a month of being there, I stopped really being under, able to understand my teachers talking because they didn't look at me one-on-one. -on -one. They move around. So I wasn't able to lip read and overcompensate because I didn't realize how much I was lip reading at the time you know, until they started really moving around. And so that kind of got us nervous and started getting my hearing checked and it became a progressive issue. I was dropping 30, 40 decibels within a month and a half and that that's a lot. Yeah. And so by Christmas I was getting fitted for hearing aids, came back the second semester, had my hearing aids and it still didn't help. And then I was dropped from the music program, had another knee surgery and everything spiraled out of control where I lost myself in depression, but I lost myself in my identity because I had wrapped everything with a beautiful little bow of a music education major. And without being in music, without being able to hear, my life didn't have any meaning. And so I had to fall down a deep, dark well and then learn how to crawl my way painstakingly back up again, not in the manner of everything's going to be fine. Oh, I can do everything the way I want to do it. I can enjoy music the way I always had. But in the sense of as a person, I can be okay with who I am now regardless of the situation. So within nine months, I lost all of my residual hearing. So now I am profoundly deaf in both ears and I speak very clearly and I do so much work to make sure that that happens. You know, I, I heard for 18 years and I, I know speech patterns and I know how to pronounce things for the most part, you know, <laughs> um, but I sing constantly trying to maintain that and I work with people and I do so much physical therapy and speech therapy and and everything just to maintain where I am so when people hear me they're like oh you speak so fine and I was just like if you only knew the work mm. you know if you only knew all the labor involved with just waking up in the morning and breathing and being able to sit up in my bed and say okay I'm gonna get out of bed today 
I'm going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to get through the day. Because some days it's not that easy. Some days you just want to crawl in a hole and just exist in there for a while, you know? It's never going to be the way I wanted it to be, which is okay. It is what it is. So how can I take my situation the way that it is now and all of the barriers that I've put up and all of the things that I've said are impossible and try to shake it around and do as much as I can while I can. Because there's a possibility I'll wake up tomorrow and not be able to, you know, find middle C, use muscle memory, use my near-perfect pitch, use my phone app to help me, guide me, and all these people guiding me and helping me to find my pitches to sing. What if I can't figure it out tomorrow and it's all over? Well, I've done this much, and I, I got this far, I'll just have to start from scratch again and see if I can figure out something or find something else that will make me happy. Wow. What a positive, positive attitude to have for your life. I mean, <laughs> well, how it, positive. It is, yeah, it's amazing. It is a journey. And, and like you said, this journey is full of these ups and these downs and it's trying to figure out how to live in the middle. We kind of talked about that yesterday. Um, you got you got an instrument in your hand. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I know... We want to hear a song from you. Okay. Yeah. So you have a new album coming out, right? I I do. You know, I I released uh, three jazz albums. The newest one is All of Me. And and all of these albums are available on iTunes or on my website or at Twist and Shout Records in in Denver. But... um, you know, with as time went by, the first album was all songs that I had heard that I was really familiar with. The second album that I made, After You've Gone, were songs that I didn't necessarily know before I lost my hearing, so I had to learn them. Hmm. And so I, it, it was a lot of work, and that was a scary jump for me. Then my third album, All of Me, half of the songs on there I wrote by myself. So that's a completely scarier thing. And, you know, this album which is going to be this time will be released at the end of next month is all original music from me. It's not jazz. It's like a hodgepodge mix of, you know, more pop indie Mandy, whatever, whatever it turned out to be. (laughs) So uh, I'm, I'm so excited, but this, this is one of the songs I wrote for my cousin Mara. Uh, It's called Mara song to walk down the aisle to for her wedding. Oh. And it was featured on a video, a uh, great big story on CNN, so you can watch it there too. Come walk, my friend, with me To a place that we've always dreamed
storm and through calm Day by day we'll find a way Together Every single time. Thank you for doing that. I'm oh, absolutely happy to. Wow, what a beautiful song. And you wrote that song. I did. I oh did. My goodness. I, I like it kind of the the bridge of it kind of makes sense because I put myself in that one where it's a lot of what we're talking about, where it's like day by day we're gonna journey together, you know, through the muck, through the crap, through the happy moments. Yep. But it's not just happy moments, like we're gonna get through all of it together you know we just have to be strong with each other so i love it well i'm blessed to you know uh, we're blessed as an organization to have ambassadors like uh, you mandy and cassandra (laughs) to journey with us as an organization because there are a lot of people that uh have an opportunity to really look up to what you guys are going through and to understand that they're not alone now yeah and they have they have that voice that they've been looking for thank you for providing that voice both of you for them well, ditto you as well, <laughs> and and that's what makes what the, this organization so great is again having that group of people to come together and say we're going to get through this together. Not just the happy moments, but anything we go through right. together. Absolutely. And that's what I love about that. And thank you for singing and sharing oh, that with of us. Of course, I was happy too. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. When we return, we're going to find more about the events coming up with invisible disabilities. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tell the world I'm coming home Let the rain wash away All the pain of yesterday I know my kingdom awaits And they've forgiven my mistakes I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world I'm coming I'm back where I belong I never felt so yeah. strong, man. I'm back, I'm man. feeling like there's nothing I can't try. And if you with me, put yeah. your hands high. Put your hands high. You haven't lost a life before. Hey. This one's for you, me. Put your hands Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And this is Mark Mara with Champion of Choices. Major depression affects more than 120 million people around the world. 
suicide is now the second leading cause of death with students ages 10 through 24. Like my good friend Mark says, happiness is the key to success, and we all have that choice to make in life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so reach out to those around you and be the voice. We become who we surround ourselves with. Your friends, they're like elevators. They're either going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Find out more information at ThinkPods. That's P-O-Z dot org. ThinkPods.org. There is a place where a total stranger will give you their blood. A place where someone you never knew will save your child from drowning. Where a person who doesn't look like you, talk like you, or dress like you will give you shelter after a flood. That place is called America, where we look out for each other. When you help the American Red Cross, you help America. Please call 1-800-HELP-NOW or visit redcross.org. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And this is Linda Newell, Colorado State Senator. Colorado ranks seventh in the nation for suicide. And in Colorado, suicide is the second cause of death for youth ages 10 through 24. If you are considering or have thoughts of suicide, don't be afraid to reach out. In a world where you might feel alone, please know there is always someone there to listen. No judgments, confidential. Call the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Back to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. I saw you today. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. I'm joined right here in studio with Wayne Cannell, who is the founder and president of Invisible Disabilities Association, and Mandy Harvey, who is a singer, songwriter, motivational speaker, <laughs> and amazing. Living, breathing person. All around amazing gal, right? Right. Absolutely. We just heard from the last break, we heard Mandy talk a little bit about her story, and she also got to sing a song for us, which was really beautiful. And again, thanks so much for, for sharing that with me and my listeners. Oh, happy that. to. Honored. Absolutely. And we've got some amazing things coming up, some amazing events. Amazing, 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 right? <laughs> that is Cassandra's favorite word. I love that word because you know why? It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. And it's at the beginning of the alphabet. Right. right. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the incredible events we got coming up here, Wayne. Well, so uh, one of the cool, exciting things is we're actually, the reason why Mandy's in town from way far away in Florida is that we're having a kickoff party for our gala tomorrow evening. It is invitation only. Um, but it's going to be amazing time. It is a great word. <laughs> uh, but our gala is actually going to be in October. October 21st will be our ninth annual gala. And what's really cool, the theme this year is jazzed about you because we're really jazzed about people. And Mandy's going to bless her with her presence, including a four-piece jazz band yeah, of unbelievable musicians. Buddy. We're going to be giving away a bunch of great, uh, incredible honors awards that evening. But let's just, a little bit closer than that is in, on August 5th, it's going to be our second annual Brain Ideas Symposium. And Brain Ideas is really about everything about the brain. Ideas stands for Invisible Disabilities Education and Support. Um, we'll be looking at the three different aspects of the brain. We'll look at brain disorders. We'll look at brain health, brain therapy. Under disorders, we're going to look at mental illness. We're going to look at autism and learning disabilities. And we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and Down syndrome. 
we come back with an incredible after these three speakers, um, and we'll do a panel discussion so people can ask questions. Uh, the middle section is on brain health. We're going to look at nutrition, how that impacts your brain. We're going to look at mental training, how you can do mental training online, and then therapeutic humor with one of my favorites, Karen Buxman, who's one of our uh, um, honor board members, and she's just incredible. And then we'll finish up with brain dis. Uh, excuse me, brain therapy, where we're going to look at um, what it takes to get through stroke recovery, uh, PTSD recovery, and traumatic brain injury recovery. Um, we have an, There's an a, a, um, unbelievable lunch program with a, with a gentleman who is a top 10 billboard recording artist on guitar. He has a thing called focal dystonia. He can't play the guitar, the chords anymore, because mm. through a neurological condition, his fingers curl up, flipped the guitar vertically, taught himself how to play it, the chords with his right hand, and um, it, wow, it's it's unbelievable. And then we're giving away a couple of honors awards during that as well. So uh, unbelievable stuff coming up. We're very excited. We'll have Invisible Disabilities Week in October. So all kinds of things will be happening. You can go to invisibledisabilities.org. You can go to um, get involved. You can look at our events page. You can find out what the latest stuff we have going on. And we're constantly trying to do things uh, whenever we have an opportunity to online to share great stories. Uh, you know, anytime anybody, any of our ambassadors are doing something fun, we try to post that up there. So just get involved, you know. Don't feel like, uh, you don't have to feel like you're alone anymore. You can join our Invisible Disabilities community. You know, it's just a whole bunch of things that they're online designed because we know that a lot of times people can't travel to, to somewhere to go to a support group. And it's so much better that they can actually reach out to somebody online. Yeah. I mean, is that is that what you feel as far as why people should reach out online and reach out to invisible disabilities is to have that support in that? Uh, right. Yeah. Support because, behind them. Really. Well, exactly right. Um, you know, social media is a two edged sword, right? Because you can you can be anonymous oh, yeah. and you can say things you wouldn't say in person and those things. But it's also a great place to support people who are trapped in their homes because of their illness and uh, to reach out to them and, and let them know they're not alone. And so you know, either through, uh, sometimes maybe we should make a phone call and, and, and reach out to them and, and say something nice and, and let them understand that, you know, they're, they're not alone. Um, there's also, you know, on the website, you can get all the literature too, like our book, but you look at, we talked about earlier, you know, it's a, a lot of husbands have had that on their pillow, you yeah. know, because they didn't understand their wives and it's, it really helped improve the, that relationship. Yeah. Mandy, with you being involved in dis visible disabilities, I mean, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you heard uh, invisible disabilities? How did that speak to you? Well, you know, I've been involved with other organizations, you know, No Barriers, and I've been surrounded by incredible people who do incredible things. But for my own personal life, I felt like there was just a little something missing because I do deal with all that struggle that nobody sees and you're standing next to all these amazing people and it's very obvious what's going on in their life they're like wow oh he doesn't have legs and this person is blind and and they have a, a stick you know there, there's things that you can see and then you see me and people you know they hear me talk and they hear me sing and they don't believe me and or you know I walk through my life on a day-to-day -day basis and deal with that constant work where I don't lip read everybody there's there's half of the people I meet I can't lip read and then when I do lip read I, I get chunks you know I don't get the whole picture and you know I use 
phone apps and stuff that caption everything out and I use interpreters and people who just hear you over the radio they don't see all of the things that are helping you to get to that point and so I wanted to be a part of a community that could not only feed feed my soul and and help me have that outreach where I I could feel comfortable uh, being around other people who were also dealing with the same thing. So I wanted to be in touch and I wanted to be in contact with people who, regardless of what their situation is, we can we can see them as, as a human, as a person who has a story. Because everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they're going to deal with. If they haven't dealt with anything yet and their life has been happiness and rainbows, it's coming. Like, yeah. Everybody There's is going to right? deal with something. <laughs> and we're not in this alone and everybody is going to have a different experience completely and so we don't have to have all the answers we don't have to have a I got you fixed button you know where we're not just waiting for everything to just turn around to wake up one day and to be perfectly healthy and fixed because my reality is is that's not going to be the case and for most people that's not the case and how do you deal with the waiting how do you deal with that day-to-day business where you just feel lost and one of the ways that I have found very beneficial to my life is being connected with other people who are very open with the fact that they also have a story and that they're going through things and you know I was sitting down yesterday with Wayne and a gentleman named Pete, and we were just talking about who's also one of our ambassadors, by the way, <laughs> Pete O'Lean. He's incredible too. Yeah, we were just talking about like the things that we deal with every yeah. day, and there are so many things that he would say. I was like, "Oh, I understand that. You know that that issue. This is these are some of my stories that connect." And he can laugh at my my issues, and I can laugh at his and say, "Oh my gosh, you know, for for having completely different." quote unquote disability uh we live very similar lives and we struggle everybody can understand struggle so if you can get everybody to come together and say look we all struggle let's talk about it instead of hiding away and being afraid but you know the social media is it's great if you want to be anonymous there are a lot of people who don't want to admit that they have pain and they don't want to talk about it to their friends and family they want to look healthy right but they can say you know what I can talk to somebody and be anonymous Absolutely. if they need to be and well, then that's maybe what they, they need can, to cope yeah and maybe that can be a building step to being more honest with themselves and with their friends and family around them. It's just opening up that conversation. It's that conversation that we all have to open up in our own lives and put out there. And maybe we'll find someone like, uh, you know, Manny and we'll be able to sit down with two situations and say, oh, me too. I relate to that too. And strength and bond between people and have someone where you can go and, and, and feel like yourself and be able to put that out there. Guys, I thank you so much for being on my show today and coming on. Holy and- smokes, is it almost over? <laughs> yeah. This has been quick. <laughs> this has been quick and it's been great. Wayne, where can we find tickets? What can we do for that to find all yeah, those so things? InvisibleDisabilities.org is the best place to go. You know, you can find all the everything that's going on. Um, all the even though we have all these cool little unique uh, URLs, just InvisibleDisabilities.org. Join our Facebook. You know, we are on Twitter. We're on awesome. Instagram. We're we're. Every, You're out there in the social media, <laughs> right? Because because that that story that Mandy talked about, everybody's got a story. Everyone. And so we want you to to understand that it's okay 
And um, uh, we love hearing about your story as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you both for being on my show. And we look forward to seeing your album, Mandy. Oh, thank and you. look forward to hearing from you in the future. We have Jacob Salem calling in to pray us out. Jacob, you got about a minute. So would you mind p- praying us out, my friend? Yes, ma'am. Father God, we just thank you so much for your provision in our life that when trials and tribulations come our way, that you will put the people in our lives that we need there. Not only that, but we can turn to you at any time for conversation with you, that a simple moan allows us to communicate with you could be because you understand our heart's desire and you understand the pain that we're going through. You understand the things that we don't even understand, Lord. I pray that you would continue to guide us uh, step for step, even when we go through those, those times that we really need somebody there, that you would continue to guide us and hold our hand and remind us that you are there to love us through everything. And it's in your son's Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen, Jacob Salem. Thank you so much for always praying us out and making my show and ending it with a bang. I really appreciate you. A huge thanks to Jorge, as always, for doing my show so amazing and performing so amazing. And thanks to my lovely guests for being right here in studio today. Remember to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.